So tonight we will continue our exploration of the formal practice of metta, goodwill or friendliness or kindness. And Brian guided us last week on metta for a benefactor and a good friend and also extending to ourselves. And we always begin metta where it's easy to connect with this sense of goodwill and particularly the benefactor and the friend are considered easy beings. They help us to familiarize ourselves with the open-heartedness that characterizes metta. And we can see as we work with this easy being that there's a particular energetic feeling in the body that we can connect with sometimes that's associated with metta. So the idea is that we connect in where it's fairly easy to do so. But the invitation with all of the Brahma-viharas is to expand them slowly to include more and more beings. These beautiful heart qualities are not reserved only for people who we like. In fact, their very nature is to break down or dissolve the various walls that we've built in our heart. So today, we'll start off again with an easy being, but then we will explore the possibility of offering metta to what is called the neutral person and the person we find difficult. In my experience with this practice, it's important to bring to mind the universal characteristics of a human life. So the sense of common humanity that we can have with all people. Every one of us has to deal with having a body that never quite works 100%. We're all subject to aging and to illness and we'll all eventually die. And our lives include joy and success and also disappointment and pain. No one is exempt from this whole range of the human life. So as far as doing these practices, it can be helpful to imagine uh, the process of getting our body in shape. We actually had this same analogy earlier, and it's a really good one. So developing fitness or strength, suppose that we want to get stronger. Maybe we'd begin lifting weights. And it's a good idea if we're doing that to start with small weights and gradually work up. So we get used to the smaller ones and then we gradually work up. Maybe we start with five pounds and we don't go next to 200 pounds right after that. Um, You know, we can work up. But if we want to get strong, I mean, if we're really doing it, 
at some point we'll have to lift heavier weights. And that might be hard. We might get a little sore you know, by the end of the day. But we'll want to do that, that wisely. You know, we don't go from 5 to 200. And we can't make it all happen in one weekend. You know, we can't decide that we're going to get strong in the next six months, but then delay for five months and five days and, and 25 days, and then in the very last weekend try to do everything we wanted to do in those six months. So we have to go slowly and steadily and increase the weight that we challenge ourselves with. And then we might go back to easier weights and then go on to harder weights and we might have some days off. And this is how fitness programs work. So it's like that with offering metta to these more challenging beings. Um, Slowly we gain strength. But let's talk first about the neutral person. So when we work with the neutral person, we do think of a particular person, someone who we have actually seen, but not somebody that we know very well. And it's common to choose, for example, the person who brings the mail, or a checkout person at a store that you go to regularly. So you don't really know very much about this person's life. Sometimes it's possible to choose someone here on the retreat that you don't have any particular feelings either way for, if there is such a person. Um, That may or may not work for you, but that's also a possibility if you want to keep your mind kind of more in the retreat space. So this particular neutral person, whoever we choose, is kind of standing in for all the people in the world that we don't know which is a lot, (laughs) a lot of people, right? We just don't know. We don't know them personally, but we do know that they have joys and sorrows, successes and failures. They may have a favorite dessert. They may have a favorite vegetable, or they may hate vegetables. I don't know. But they have hopes and wishes for their life, things that they care about, things that they're worried about, So when we sense this common humanity with them, we can offer them our goodwill, our metta. I don't know anything about you, but I do hope that you feel safe, that you're healthy and happy and peaceful. We can wish this. So we would do the standard phrases for this neutral person Now in the practice with the neutral person, one issue is that the mind can drift away. And to put it frankly, we're just not as interested in this person as we are in our benefactor or our friend. That's normal. There's maybe not as much juice, you know, with a neutral person. So if you find that you've drifted off Um, You might be able to just bring up the neutral person again and keep going. Or it might be helpful to go back to the benefactor or the friend and refresh this feeling of metta and then switch again to the neutral person. You'll see when we get to the practice how that goes. And then we have this difficult person. I actually like to say that this is the person who we find difficult because that acknowledges our own role in the relationship. 
So we find them difficult. And it's not easy for us to feel metta for them right away. This might be someone who's close to us in our life, or it might be someone from the past, or it might be someone we've never met, some public figure, for example. But again, it is a specific person in this practice. Now, it is not recommended that we start with the most difficult person. Please don't do that uh, if you're just getting your feet wet. Uh, so even within this category of difficult, we can, we can acknowledge that there are beings that are less difficult and beings that are more difficult, right? And so we would start with someone who's not too difficult for us. I think it's also useful to remember that these categories are not inherent to people. They're not inherent to the person that we choose. Someone who's usually a friend may currently be our difficult person. Or maybe a neutral person will come to feel like a friend if we do enough metaphor them. That can happen. There have been people who the neutral person became so uh, dear to the practitioner that they couldn't really use them anymore as the neutral person. And maybe in the future, you might realize that a difficult person was, in a certain way, a benefactor for you. So it's interesting to move people around the categories so we don't think that they're inherently that way. But we'll keep it simple for tonight. So as with all other people, we would say the metta phrases for this difficult person. We do our best to offer that. But it's important to say that we are not condoning their behavior. We are not agreeing with their worldview. We are not approving of their life choices. We're not even liking them. (laughs) You don't have to like everybody. Um, Sometimes it's said there may be people that we would never let into our house, but we don't have to close them out of our heart. We don't want our heart to be closed because that harms us. If our heart is closed to a certain person, they may not even know that, but we suffer for that constriction. So we want to release our own constriction, and that may have wider benefit also. When a friend of mine was teaching metta recently, he said, even if someone is really challenging for you, there's probably a circumstance in which you'd bring them water. Don't you think? Like say they were on their deathbed and saying, oh, I'm so thirsty. You'd probably bring them water. Still, we may find that offering these phrases is not so easy. And so at any time, you're welcome to Uh, go back to the neutral person or the friend, um, somewhere where you can again connect with the feeling of metta. We don't push with metta practice. Well, maybe we push gently. Remember the weight analogy. Um, But, you know, there is some effort in this practice, but not too, not too much strain. So it's, it's important that we're not trying to achieve goodwill 
for this person. It's good enough to stretch the heart just a bit and then back off. Or maybe it will be fine. You know, we don't have to have a self-fulfilling prophecy that it's going to be really difficult. You can just see how it goes. Rebecca talked this morning about how uh, our relationship with dukkha can evolve. And we start out, we hate it, or we resist it, or we practice mindfulness in order that it will go away. And there's all this wrangling in the mind. And then eventually, we finally somehow settle down with it, maybe even peacefully. And so in this case, we're bringing up the image or thought of a person who's difficult for us, uh, someone that we find challenging. And, you know, as a start, could we just be with that? And we might, you know, we might find wrangling in our metta practice. You know, we, um, we might try to offer metta but not really mean it. Or we might try to offer metta with the idea that this person would then maybe become less irritating. Maybe if I offer them enough metta, they'll change. Come on. And then eventually we might actually just offer the phrases somewhat peacefully. So I found it useful to, in relating to this category, to remember that you know we're not aiming to think of everyone as our friend or to be happy about every person that we bring to mind. Instead, you know, what what is it that we're looking for with this practice? Why, you know, how do we purify the relationship to it in a sense? So I'll offer a couple possibilities. One is that um, we may eventually notice that the mind is equally willing to offer metta to a neutral or a difficult person as it is to offer metta to a benefactor or a friend. The mind is equally willing to offer it. That's what we're aiming for. And that's when we know that our metta is truly unbiased. It's not biased. We're willing to offer it to anyone. Or we could say another way is that the goodwill in our heart is strong enough that there's no one who could walk into this room, no one who could walk into our presence who could dim the light of metta that is shining from our heart. So our heart is like a lamp of metta and anybody could walk into that light and it wouldn't even flicker. That's another, maybe a tall order, I understand, but these are the you know, this is, it's not about liking everyone, but it is about having this metta be strong in our heart. So, from Ajahn Suchito, When we make the resolution of kindness, not just toward kittens on a nice day, but even toward cockroaches on a bad day, when we include dictators and brutal maniacs, as well as all aspects of ourselves, then we're making metta into a vast and transfiguring way of life. The result is a mind that is grounded in wisdom and compassion and which easily opens to the peace of Nibbana.
So let's practice. So please sit comfortably. Metta practice is supported by having a posture where the body feels at ease, but also can also still be alert, but it's okay to have a somewhat more easeful posture for this practice. And if you're comfortable, please close your eyes. Bring the attention inward. And begin to soften. Softening the muscles of the face. The muscles of the forehead, around the eyes. The jaw. Softening the eyes in the eye sockets. Allowing the shoulders to release. Perhaps imagining the shoulder blades sliding down the back. Softening down the arms, the hands. Into the chest area and down into the belly. Releasing any bracing in the legs. Softening all the way into the feet. And then allowing the attention to return to a sense of the whole body sitting. And feeling into the heart area. Just connecting with however that feels right now. I like to connect in with the breath at the beginning of metta practice. If you like, you can imagine breathing in and out through the front of the chest. Or if that doesn't work for you, you can imagine how the air coming into the lungs flows around the heart area. And just let the breath gently massage the heart area with its rhythm. It's fine, however the heart feels right now. Nothing needs to change. And 
And now bring to mind someone for whom it is easy to feel metta, goodwill. Perhaps a benefactor, someone who has supported or helped you, someone with whom you have a relatively simple relationship, not complicated. And maybe that's a person, or maybe it's an animal, like the cute chipmunks that run around the rock walls. Or it could be a good friend, some easy being. If you can, it's good to have an image or a felt sense of this person. You might see them in front of you, smiling. Or you might just sense what it's like to be in their presence. Or you can do both, as long as it's not too much for the mind. And then we offer them the phrases of metta. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. May you live with ease. Or you may have slightly different phrases for yourself, that's fine. Just connecting in with this easy being. notice if you can start to feel an energetic sense of metta in the body as well as in the mind. It's okay if it's not in the body, but we want to open to metta as fully as we can.
If it's helpful, you're welcome to put a hand on the chest area to feel that embodied sense of the metta. And continuing a bit more with the phrases for our easy being. And now we'll shift. So please bring to mind a neutral person. Someone you don't know well. Perhaps a store clerk, a delivery person. Or someone on the retreat, as long as you don't have feelings for them either way. Picture this person in your mind as well as you can. Perhaps also sense how it is to be in their presence. And connect in with the simple fact that they're a person just like you. They've had joys and sorrows, easy and difficult relationships, triumphs and losses. So connect with them as a fellow human being on this human journey. And we offer them the metaphrases May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. May you live with ease.
Notice if the mind is drifting away and is no longer connected to this neutral person. If it has drifted and it's easy to just come back and pick up the practice again, you can do that. If it feels a little dry, you can go back to an easy being and re-establish the sense of metta in your mind and body and move again to the neutral person offering the phrases. And now we will shift again. So please bring to mind a being with whom you have a difficult relationship. Probably not the most difficult. It could even be a friend with whom you're currently having a rough spot in your relationship. or a work colleague, or a family member, someone for whom it may not be so natural to feel metta, to wish well. Consider briefly that this person too is a human being like you. They do actually want happiness but they may not really know the deeper forms of happiness. They may be confused about how to live skillfully. But we can sense that if we reject them from our heart, we suffer in a certain way. We carry a contraction in our being, a tight spot that is dukkha, 
And so we bring them to mind, this person. And if, if you want, it's okay to place them farther away. You could even place them on the other side of the room, at the far end of a football field. That's fine. But out of wisdom and care, we offer them the metaphrases. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. May you live with ease. See if you can keep that up for a bit. It's okay to go back to the neutral person, if that would help. Or even all the way back to an easy being. And when we feel a little steadier, we could have another go at it. It's up to you. Give it a try. It may help to let go of any background idea that it's somehow dangerous to have tenderness or care for a difficult being. This is only an idea. We are not diminished by doing so. We're not betraying our values. We're not giving in in any way. Actually, it takes great strength to offer metta to a difficult being. It's worth the stretch. And it's always fine to return to another being.
And now, gently, let the image or the felt sense of this difficult person melt away. Let it subside. Release the phrases. Notice the effect on your being. Perhaps feeling your inner gaze, your inner vision softening. And imagine that you're looking out over a vast field of flowers, countless flowers. The only way to look at this field is to just let your eyes relax. So now opening the heart to metta for all beings. Each being a flower, unique, singular, with its own qualities. Our field of metta includes all the flowers of the world, of the universe. A vast field of metta extending over this vast field of flowers. All the beings from easy to difficult, known and unknown, human and non-human, just resting in this field. Connecting with metta in the body, if possible. the broadest sense of metta is the simple connection and honoring of life.
And now letting go even of the metta practice. Just letting the mind return to simple mindfulness. Perhaps feeling the breath, the body, the sense of being in the sitting or standing or lying down posture. Maybe helpful to connect with the anchor. bringing the mind into present moment experience with an inclination toward ease and simplicity. May our practice of metta be of deep benefit to ourselves and all beings. Thank you for your practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.